This is your Access All Areas Pass to In Her Head, a real and raw look under the hood at what really goes on in the mind and how to navigate and approach everyday situations, challenges and decisions so you can say what you mean and mean what you say, the modern lead her way. Hey, we're back again for the day two of the In Her Head series. And this morning, I was thinking, oh my gosh, how on earth am I going to give people an insight into what is going on in my head today? (laughs) Because it is a mess up there, I'm telling you. I have this recurring fear that comes up every three or four weeks, I reckon. And it impacts how I behave, what I do next, and how I feel in my body. And obviously the thoughts, what's going on in my head is also quite all-consuming. And what was coming up for me when I thought about how I could translate this into a lesson for today was a lot of shame, actually. I felt shame in my body. I was like, oh gosh, I can't share this. (laughs) I was going about my morning and I was outside and it occurred to me that this is a topic of Dr. Brené Brown. If you've not come across Dr. Brené Brown before now, I highly recommend reading her books, checking out her TED Talk on YouTube. It was from a decade ago now, but it was a very popular one. It catapulted her career and her books into the limelight. I think she's a lot more mainstream now, so it's likely that you've come across her, but her books include things like The Gifts of Imperfection and Daring Greatly, Daring to Lead. But she's a researcher of shame. And actually in her TED Talk, she talked about shame being this fear of disconnection. So when we think we're not good enough because of how we feel, what we're thinking, what's going on, that chitter-chatter that's going on in our mind, we fear disconnecting. And connection is key to human existence. To to feel like we belong in a tribe meant that we were safe and likely to survive back in the day, right? Back in our ancestors' times. It's a primal instinct of us to feel that connection, to feel loved and to feel like we belong. And the minute we fear that disconnection, that that kind of manifests in this feeling of shame. And that's what I experienced today. I was like, oh my goodness, like they are going to think I'm an absolute nut job. They are going to think they are going to basically abandon my podcast. They're never going to want to listen to me again. They're going to think I need to go and see a shrink. And (laughs) this is what happens when we wonder if we're worthy of connection because of what we're really feeling and thinking inside we don't talk about it (laughs) we don't allow ourselves to be seen because that's too vulnerable it leaves us too vulnerable and at risk of being kicked out of the tribe and actually vulnerability is one of the key leadership qualities that I believe makes us better leaders in our lives and in our work. But how much do you share? How much is it safe to be seen, like to be truly seen in all your imperfection, in all your beautiful humanness? 
And it suddenly dawned on me that actually it's more like a timing issue. Like when is it appropriate to share something? So I think rather than me saying, well, I can't share that today or I must share that today because I want to be authentic and I want to ensure that people know that they can trust that I am sharing everything as I've promised. It's actually about me embracing what's coming up for me being with the discomfort and the shame, processing that, and then knowing when it's appropriate to share that vulnerability, because it'll still be vulnerable when I'm talking about it in hindsight, but it won't be as emotionally charged, it won't be as shame fueled, and therefore it won't feel as scary to do so. So I often have this conversation with my clients, they've got a lot of stuff going on. They can be very open and honest with me. I'm their coach. I'm their confidant. I am there for them to be fully expressed and fully seen and heard in wherever they are landing in that moment. And when we talk about how much they want to share that with their partner, with their friends, with their parents, with their kids, with their team, whoever it is, It's more a question of timeliness. So let me give you an example. I have a client who was in a new role. She'd moved countries as well as teams and she was stepping up into a people leadership role. And within her first 100 days, she was invited to do a leadership spotlight interview and she was scared about what they might ask and how emotional she might get because one of her big inspirations in life is her cousin who unfortunately lost her life way too soon to COVID and you know it's still very emotive for her but she has had a couple of years where she's definitely processed it she's definitely looked at how it inspires her now to live life fully and when asked a question she surprised herself by sharing that inspiration with her listeners and she said she got emotional and that her voice wobbled and she also said she felt quite good afterwards and that was before the messages came in to her dms to say thank you so much for sharing that story because i lost someone to covid or because i lost someone dear to me and they you know, inspire me every day. They could really relate to her humanness in that work environment. So had she have been raw in her grief and shared it and perhaps cried, and I'm not saying there's any problem with showing tears, absolutely not, but it may not have been appropriate for her to share it earlier. But now she's really grounded and centred, still grieving, but actually able to turn that into a powerful message for others to also hear. So that's one example. And then other examples is, you know, if you're struggling behind the scenes at home, perhaps you've got ill kids or parents that you're looking after, or you're being pulled in all these different directions and you just need more support from your team. Is it okay in that moment to say, guys, I'm struggling and I could really do with some help. Of course it is. Because do you know what? Most people, most genuine, kind human beings will rally around you in that moment. 
they will want to be there to provide that connection for you and to help you feel supported. So yes, it might be that you you need to show that vulnerability in that moment, but also it's not always necessary. And I think when we think about vulnerability and leadership, it's it's almost like this is where we, especially as women, get potentially a bad rep for being overly emotional. So much so that we've swung the other way, right? And there's like very little emotion in the meeting rooms, in the workplace in particular, sometimes even in the homes, because we're just so scared to show our emotions, to be vulnerable in showing our emotions. So I'm not quite ready to share what was in my head today. But as a result of the awareness of what was there and the awareness of what that meant for me and how I was feeling and acting as a result of it being there, I was at least able to share this hopefully valuable lesson to you around the power of vulnerability and the nuance around the timeliness of those shares. And in terms of knowing when is the right time, this is when you've just got to trust that you'll know when. So if I've piqued your curiosity about what was coming up for me, you'll just have to tune back in for the rest of the series to find out what that was. And in the meantime, I promise to keep these under 10 minutes. So here we go. That's it for today. I'll see you tomorrow. Take care. (laughs) 